0: Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of the Frugal Snobs podcast, the award-winning on-demand audio experience that has never won an award, but that could all change. We hope you enjoy this week's episode. Please be sure to subscribe on iTunes or Google Play Music, or check us out on Stitcher or TuneIn Radio. Find out more by visiting frugalsnobs.com. While you're there, be sure to help out the project by taking the PodTracks survey, directly donating via PayPal, or by doing your Amazon shopping through the Frugal Snobs associate link. We also invite you to follow us on Twitter, at Frugal Snobs, or find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash frugalsnobs. And now, on to the episode. Hey everybody, this is Justin from frugalsnobs.com and welcome to episode 119 of the Frugal Snobs podcast. Brock, doing with me, say Hello! Hello! Today is Sunday, March 11th, 2018, and it is my dad's birthday.
1: Yes, it Happy is. Happy
0: birthday, Padre. I will not tell anybody that he is years old, <laughs> <laughs> but it is his birthday, and today we had a time change. Ugh. Ugh. Spring forward, right? One hour. Ugh. Daylight savings time. Ugh. Anyway. Yes. So now we're, we're fighting a 23-hour day. And that hour, I was telling Christina this morning, that hour doesn't seem like a lot, but it actually does turn into a lot. Oh it does. I mean, as we record this episode, we're looking at just shy of, you know, what, eleven AM Eastern time, US? Yeah. It feels like it's like eight in the morning. Uh yeah. Like I am still like getting through a cup of coffee. You know. <laughs> I'm just still trying to kinda of wake up. If we didn't have a time change, it would be nine thirty nine. My cowardly lion Salem laugh or yeah. my cry. <laughs> All right, so I'm sure we'll adjust to it, but it's it's gonna be weird. And then when you try to go to sleep, you can't. No, and you know you need to. Yeah, like, I need to go to sleep, and I can't. Last night, I think we had problems also sleeping. It like, uh, yeah, it was like eight fifty p.m. Eastern, and I'm thinking can't sleep. I'm not ready to sleep yet. It's eight fifty p.m. Eastern time.
1: And then I start playing music from the 1980s.
0: Did I fall asleep to that? Yes. Oh I did. So Collins. Nice. I'll take it. I'll take it. What song was it? Invisible Touch. I like that song. <laughs> That's right. And you have no mistaken lyrics either. Nope. You don't have two chickens to paralyze. <laughs> <laughs> so Wow. That, that was a cackle. On our episode for all of our viewers, what, all two of them?
1: Sorry, I was trying our listeners,
0: to... listeners ch- I just viewers? had a sip
1: of water. I didn't want to choke.
0: I'm sorry. Well, I said viewers. I should have said listeners. Yes. All two of them. <laughs> all two of them, but... Okay, so... Thank if, you for listening. If you don't. That's right. What, one of them is one of my relatives and somebody's, like, one person, some, somebody that stumbled on it, like, on iTunes or something? My co-worker in England. Well, my former co-worker. Okay, so one of them is your former co-worker in England. Yes. And one of them is one of my one of my pathetic relatives. <laughs> Just, just out of pity for me. Um, anyway, that's not true. Actually, we've had some really good responses to it. We your, have. Uh, particularly our flash briefing. Yeah. So please do make sure that you add us to your flash briefing. It does help if you use a certain virtual assistant. We've had a really good response to it. Um, yeah. We started doing it around episode 117. Yeah. So we just did, uh, we did, we've done a couple. We've done one flash briefing for 117, one for 118. And we'll definitely put one out with this episode in the next couple of days. So do check it out. But what I was going to say is... Um, you know, these really weird lyrics. Uh, if you don't know what I'm talking about, I think, Christina, you had some sort of lyric coasters or whatever, uh, some sort of post on Facebook. Miss Miss
1: her lyrics.
0: Coasters? Yeah. Nice. So instead of two tickets to paradise, uh-huh. two chickens to paralyze. Yes. That's awesome. Oh. that's That's awesome. I mean, and there's people that even add extra words that aren't even in the lyrics. I mean, mishearing a lyric is one thing. Yeah. But adding extra words. Like that hot dog, uh, Celine Dion. Yes. Instead of your heart will go on, the hot dog will go on. That doesn't even No, we'll sound... go long. We'll go long? Yeah. <laughs> That's bad. Um... Horrible innuendo. Family show. <laughs> anyway. It just, it, some of it doesn't even sound the same. But some of them were really funny. Oh, yeah, like the two chickens to paralyze were pretty good. Um, I uh, I think... Cat's paw. Yes. (laughs) Okay, so I have a little small story (laughs) with that one. Okay, I may have talked about it on the show before. And By the way, folks, we'll get to our topic eventually. The topic is debt sucks. And it does. And we've talked about good debt and bad debt on this show before. In fact, we have an episode titled Good Debt, Bad Debt. Go back... Uh, in your podcasting machine. Go back to the archives. That's right, and go find yourself this episode, Good Dead, Bad Dead. But anyway, in the past in the show, I've talked about my brother's uh, situation where uh, growing up my brother had, uh, my half-brother, had some issues with his hearing. And um, at the time, obviously medical science has made strides since, but at the time uh, they put tubes, basically little small tubes in his ears to open his ear canal, you know, um, so he could hear better. Um but back when the song Rock the Casbah came out. Remember rock the Casbah? Yes. So when the song came out um, I remember like he asked me and again he's a kid, right? And I mean the song came out before it was born. But again, classic rock on the radio that kind of thing. Uh, before they had MP3s that were really popular, that kind of thing. So back when they still had radio stations that were popular. Even though the, I think radio has a resurgence now, but anyway, we'll get to that. So <laughs> At the time, the song... Especially
1: with new regulations, where you can't do this in your car, you can't do this in your car. It's
0: why we have podcasts. Exactly. And they're much better. On-demand radio, especially this podcast. Oh, yeah. That's right. An award-winning on-demand audio experience that has never won a thing. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) but that could change. Anyway, so (laughs) the song would come on, you know, like a a top 40 or whatever. And my brother, I remember at one point, looks at me, like, serious-faced, right? he's probably 12, 10, 12 at the time, something like that. Looks at me and says... What's a casbah? Is that like a casual bar? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, well, every bar is basically a casual bar. It depends on if it's a lounge or a club or a bar, if you know what I'm saying. Anyway, um, but back to these really weird lyrics Rock the cat's paw. Spa? Yeah, Cat's, cat's paw. paw or cat spa? Cats, plural, spa. Cat's spa? Why not? Cat's paw. P A W or cat's paw. Rock the cat's paw. Rock. Like, yeah. You can can do that, right? (laughs) Yes. It's like, okay, so it's kind of like PetSmart. Yeah. Is it PetSmart? Which I believe it is. Yeah. Or is it PetSmart? Whatever the color scheme is on the logo, that's what it is. Yes. Right? I think it's PetSmart. Yeah. Or is it PetSmart? I don't know. Either would work. Yes. I think it's PetSmart, though. Anyway, so weird lyrics. That was Uh, kind kind of a funny story. We really didn't have one, but we salvaged one.
1: But so. it was just a, like, I found it on Facebook with an advertisement that I got. And I'm like, I just saw the one and I'm like. <laughs>
0: two chickens to <laughs> paralyze. That is so That's funny. That's what lured me to the site. I'm sorry. The song is ch- is Two Tickets to, to Paradise, Paradise by Eddie Money, I believe. Is it by Eddie Money? I think it is. I have no idea. I believe it is. If I'm wrong, I apologize. If you are a classic rock aficionado, correct me. Send an email to frittlesnobbs at gmail.com. Anyway. But those <laughs> coasters just lured me and I'm like. What else do they have? Oh, it's funny. Rock the cat's spa. I'd rather call it cat's paw. Yeah. Rock the cat's
1: Rock. Give him a (laughs) high five.
0: That's right. Right. Anyway. So, funny story. We got to salvage one. We didn't get one. But now, we have one. Okay. So. Want to talk about freebies this week and last week? Sure. Okay, so a couple weeks ago, folks, we brought everybody on episode 118, our saga of the cream cheese and the cottage cheese. Yes. We were able to get this week at least, and we'll talk about last week too. We didn't really have much by way of last week. No, did we right? didn't. We
1: only had the Tic Tacs.
0: Ah, Giant. Yes. A local grocery store, by the way, folks. If you're in the eastern United States, you know exactly what a Giant or a Martin's is. Yeah. Uh, not to be confused with Giant Eagle.
1: Yeah, totally different.
0: Uh, did you know that Giant Eagle, the chain, used to do uh, World Wrestling Entertainment autograph signings? No. Yeah, they did in Pittsburgh. They did a bunch of them. Anyway, wow. so, so, I found that out this morning. I was listening to an interview. Anyway, with one Marcus Bagwell. Anyway, <laughs> um. So, nothing free last weekend, just the free Tic Tacs. And I am surprised at how much a little container at Tic Tacs costs. Dollar. Dollar to $1.99, give or take. Yeah. That's in the Eastern United States current rate. Yes. Of course. Ugh, Tic Tacs. I mean, I remember like Tic Tacs, like, it's kind of like Tums. You remember Tums like, and yeah. Roll I used to know people who would pop Tums and Roll Aids like candy. Yeah. like, you know, and it's actually good for you because of the calcium in it. So um, anyway, same thing with Tic Tacs. They always, like, pop these things like they look like little pills, and you wonder what they're taking. Yeah. Now with how things work recreationally, so to speak, with pharmaceuticals of certain types, you do wonder what's in you know the little pill box or what's in their hand from a little. What's in that brownie? <laughs> I wasn't even talking about that, but that's funny. <laughs> um, but what I mean is like with like Tic Tacs and mints of because you know the Tic Tacs look like little pills. Yeah. Right. You kind of wondering what those are. Yeah. yeah. What are those?
1: I hate to say it. I converted a t- t- tic-tac container to a
0: MIT all container to keep in the purse. Thanks a lot. I'm just saying. Thanks a lot Midol for all of, all of our listeners out there.
1: I'm just saying it's great for headaches.
0: I would say for males or females. Exactly. I've heard males who have taken. I've heard of males who have taken these particular uh, pills, and um, their headaches go away. And as Cody Lambert once said, he's got the mud all touch. touch. <laughs> So, anyway, um, free stuff last weekend, just the Tic Tacs, gotta get back to the set list. This weekend we revived our cream cheese uh, desires, and we were able to get more cream cheese. Now, I do eat cream cheese from time to time, bagels, toast, things like that. Christina, you don't eat cream cheese that often. Not straight. Which essentially, cream cheese is essentially just a softened cheese. And I, I think a lot of times people don't use it as much as they should, but we did, and we made, out of one block, one 8-ounce package, of cream cheese made a little cheesecake filling yes so we made that yesterday so we put that into some little cocoa cups um christina you bought these little chocolate little small cups a couple of years ago at a total one and more on clearance, on clearance for like two dollars we still had them in our freezer so yeah might as well fill them up with cheesecake filling. and dark chocolate yep and we filled them with cheesecake filling yes and it was a basic cheesecake you can check out the recipe at allrecipes.com not a sponsor um, but i think i believe it's called our best cheesecake no it was cherry cheesecake Oh, excuse me. So we didn't add the cherries to the cheesecake. Now, one word of the wise, folks, if you get this cherry cheesecake uh, recipe from allrecipes.com, again, not a sponsor, two things will happen. One, you will see what appears to be a reeking of product placement in all their recipes. Oh, yeah. I mean, you had to use you know, Philadelphia cream cream cheese, cheese, honey-made graham cracker crust, etc., etc. Now, if you are in our international audience and you're not aware of these particular brands, Think of it this way. If you had every major brand in your area or in a given ingredient mentioned in a recipe online. Yeah. Okay. So, again, Philadelphia cream cheese, honey graham cracker crust, Dixie sugar, uh, things like that uh, just kind of got a little bit out of hand.
1: Sorry, generics work just fine.
0: Yes, they do. For many things. Yeah. I will say this, though. Kraft macaroni and cheese, I'm not a huge proponent of boxed mac and cheese. No, make that yourself. You could, but generic mac and cheese does not work. It's got to be craft if you're going to make it. Yes. It has to be. So that does not work as a generic. Anyway, so, <clears throat> pardon me, uh, we did use one package of generic cream cheese because it was free. Yeah. Uh, lemon juice, uh, vanilla extract, again, generic condensed milk. Yeah. Okay. So I think those were all the basic ingredients. Yeah. Lemon juice, no sugar added. None. No eggs added. And it was a no-bake cheesecake filling. Yeah. Anyway, the one thing I did want to mention, because it is a cherry cheesecake recipe, we opted not to go for the cherries. The one thing that we did talk about a bit is that you have to add lemon juice, a third of a cup. Yeah. And I could see it kind of like, like Christina was saying to me, offsetting the cherry sweetness with bitterness. Mm-hmm. But I also think it was a souring agent for the mixture itself, right? Yeah. But, again, tasting it yesterday, just the filling itself, when it had time to stiffen a bit. Yeah. You could definitely taste the lemon, and we also had some chocolate with it. Yeah. It didn't go as well with the chocolate as we thought. We so. didn't think we would taste as much lemon. Which we did. A Which, lot of lemon. So.
1: Next time we ditch the chocolate, get it, make, make the graham cracker crust, and add lime I would instead. just take a
0: regular pie crust and That's just add limes saying. to it. Not even a graham cracker crust. I mean, all you're really doing here is making the filling. You can put cheesecake filling in all kinds of stuff. Oh, yeah. So we're also going to try for a protein cheesecake next yes. time. So anyway, we had free cream cheese this week. That actually left us with two pounds of free cream cheese yeah. over the past few weeks. And I'm eating through one block as is, but folks, two pounds of cream cheese, you can't let that go because it's basically $10 US worth of cream cheese, at least in our area. Yeah. Uh, but we got to do something with it. So yeah. that's what we did. So we made a small cheesecake uh, batch of filling out of it. The other two packages we'll be making into other cheesecake versions. Yes. So we'll let folks know about that. So we got free cheesecake. Yes. Free phage yogurts times four. Yes. So Just this weekend. Four Greek yogurts, and that was $6 there.
1: And it's a crossover, so you have the toppings and
0: stuff that you pour into it. Yep. And we also have the Oreo Thin Bites. Ooh, they were good. Two bags. So we had the coconut Thin Bites yesterday. What we actually did, uh, as part of the cheesecake saga, we filled the cocoa cups, so to speak, or the little uh, hard chocolate cups. Yeah put those in the refrigerator to solidify and then also Christina took the rest of the filling which um, by the way folks we made the cheesecake filling in a blender yes instead of a food processor we'll ask for a food processor on our recipes.com but all we'll ah, do the same thing but it does the same thing so and she's and she's absolutely right folks so it you did say that the filling stiffened up quick yeah pretty quick so it's pretty thick um we'll try the the uh cocoa cups so to speak or the cups the chocolate cups filled with cream with the, the cheesecake later on and give a review I had to use a spatula to get the rest of the mix out mm-hmm. and you put that into a small Tupperware right? yes basically a little rectangular Tupperware and again back to the Oreo Thin Bites we took some of those threw them into our little chopper uh, little chopper uh, little gimmick thing we have a little electric chopper like a little maybe two cup little chopper yeah you know, things you put like uh, chocolate chips or nuts or things in right to chop yeah uh, or bread pieces to make breadcrumbs in this case, you made a little, little, basically a cocoa dusting, yeah, so to speak. We put that on top of the cheesecake filling, and it made, to Christina's point to me, yesterday an upside-down cheesecake. Yes. So basically, it's a layer of nice chocolate crust on top of the filling. We put that in the fridge. Now, we did have a bite of that last night in terms of that's what we're basing our lemon taste on. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so. Um, but they were pretty good. Yes. As is. So we had the coconut. Yes. We have the fudge as well. The original fudge, yeah. Basically what they are, folks, it's just an Oreo mini. Cream-filled Oreo mini dipped in fudge. Yeah. Basically. Not bad, but they were free. Yeah. That was $7 times, you know, for two, right? Yeah. So three fifty times two. Yes. Yeah. So, <clears throat> all together this weekend, I think we pulled somewhere between 16 and 20 bucks of free stuff. Yeah. Um, so we've done pretty well. Uh, last weekend, if we include those totals in, between 20 and 25 Yeah. So not too bad. Christina's yawning over here. You yawned on the show. You're about to beer. That, that should be like a thing now. Like if, if somebody yawns or somebody sneezes on the show, you're about a beer. But you're going to have a beer later. I am. And I'm going to try the Guinness Nitro. So thank you for reminding me of that. 5.8% ABV, 44 IBUs. Remember? I, see? I remember. Yes. Um, has a nice citrusy <clears throat> hop to it, apparently. So we'll see what it tastes like. Yes. I think it's going to be like a Shock Top IPA. And yeah. if anybody out there has had Shock Top IPA, you know what I'm talking about. Or Shock Top in general. Typically, it's served, especially the IPA, is served with a, a lemon wedge or a slice of orange in it. Yes. Um, in this case, I'm going to try this out later today, um, and I'll probably be putting a review out. But if you can't wait that long, uh, Christina, you are actually going to be adding at the end of this show mm-hmm. uh, the review that I that I do um, later this afternoon just in the audio. Yes. So stick around for that. We'll put it at the tail end of the show. That also means you have to listen to the rest of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Because we don't give time markers here. You can't just go ahead and... Nope. Nope. you got to listen to our obnoxious selves.
1: No. Oh, sorry. I said... Time.
0: Time. (laughs) (laughs) So, um... All right. So, free stuff. Funny story. Daylight savings time. Ugh. All right. And then, again, not to get too much into the the double-double-E or WWE, uh... Uh, universe so to speak but tonight is a pay-per-view uh fast lane yeah so we'll check that out we might give a review we might not i, I don't know if we're even gonna see fast lane it's just it's weird not appealing no wasn't appealing so let's move on yes <laughs> so that's how much time we're giving to fast lane are you ready to move on to coins pretty fast pretty fast we put it in the fast lane yes and passed it yes <laughs> That's right. So you ready for coins? Yes. Alright, so coin finds. A couple of things. Christina's looking at some stuff right now. You're looking at some Bahamian money.
1: Yes, and some Indian rupee coins.
0: Yes, I'm looking at rupee bills. I shouldn't say that, should I? I can't say rupee, because I, I don't want people to think I'm stereotyping. No, profiling. but it's the name of their currency. I know, but I'm accenting it. Rupee. We're
1: so... trying to pronounce it properly.
0: Whatever. Rupee. There. Rupee. So... You are looking at some rupee coins. One from 1874? Really? I what? thought it was 1860s. What? 1874, Victoria. I see. So you're looking at a one rupee coin. Um, Silver. I was uh, True. I was looking at some rupee coins also, but I'm also more so looking at rupee bills. Yes. With uh, King George VI.
1: Yes. The on last it.
0: emperor. Of India. How cool is that? God. What is your title? I'm the emperor of India. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, nice to meet you. By the way, I'm the guy that runs this place. <laughs> awesome. I'm the King of England. That's right, and the King of England and also happened to double ass the Emperor. The Emperor of India too. I do that on my weekends. <laughs> <laughs> that's it's a side I, gig. That's what I do on my weekends. And and again, I understand. I just want to make it clear that I understand that it's a colonial thing. I understand it's an imperial thing for the Indians. I apologize if I offend anybody, but it is funny. Yes. Um it's all a I, double duty. Well here here's what I have to say. Alright? I'm allowed to say something as an American citizen about this because my ancestors fought for their independence. They weren't granted their independence. Yes. That's all I'm going to say. Anyway, I'll move on. So, <laughs> what? It's true. true. Um, my ancestors fought for their independence. They oh, weren't saw, granted so, independence. I
1: will say, there's some things floating around social media about fighting for the right to speak English, Well, they're also saying you didn't fight for the right to speak Spanish.
0: Wow. <laughs> I'm not even going to touch that on this show.
1: <laughs> I'm just saying that some of the um, other things. If you're if they have a problem with us being politically correct, go look at social media.
0: Well, I, I, look, okay, so I'm going to try to get back to the coins here in a second, but I will give one opinion about this. You know, I, I, this is what I have to say. Uh, and one of my coworkers made a comment who is um, who came to the United States at, at a, a younger age, and we were, we, were, we were I was on a call a few weeks ago, and we were discussing how... Um, most of the the products that we create do use british english yeah right so instead of organizations organization right things like yeah. that with an s instead of a z and this coworker of mine says that's the proper way to spell it and i my response is spoken like a person who did not have to fight for his independence <laughs> it's true i mean we fought for those z's in our language yeah <laughs> i mean that's why you have british english and american, american english, english. And by the way, the most commonly spoken dialect of English is American, American English. Okay, so you can dislike me all you want. All right? You throw a rock at me, I'm going to throw a boulder at you. Anyway, <laughs> this is why people don't mess with us.
1: Exactly. They hear it. They know
0: it. And then they we do it. Alone. That's right. We do it. All right? Then we move on. Anyway, people love our show, though. Yeah. They do. I'll put it this way. You know, I told Christine this yesterday. It's not going to matter how good or nice of a person you are. You will always have enemies in life. Oh, yeah. Alright? Here's how I look at it. Either you love me or hate me, you cheer me, you boo me, I will not sleep any worse tonight. So, that's that.
1: I mean, heck, I mean, I had someone bash me on social media, even though all I did was say, hey, how can I help you today? Exactly.
0: Just It's people. People are ignorant. They're just, they're, people in general are inherently ignorant. And they have to be called out on their ignorance, or they'll never know. See, that's how you know people aren't self-aware. Yeah. It's like, i have to show you how ignorant you're being and that's sad anyway let's get back to the coins yes okay so i'm looking at <laughs> i'm looking at indian rupee bills i'm looking at the rupee coin which have elephants and tigers yes how cool is that so looking at those hopefully we have some of those going off today to auctions talk it's today yes it's today so if we decide to watch Fastlane, maybe we'll deal with it then if not we'll deal with it at that time anyway but we do have a couple of additional coin finds we're able to pick up. Yes. So let's talk about that. Um, right now, we're looking at purchasing a couple of silver certificates from 1935 and 57. I have these these bills already, uh, but unfortunately, my version of the banknotes, which were gifted to me... Are banged up. Uh, are banged up pretty bad. I mean, they've got oil stains, probably tears, or there's, there's, there's nicks, things like that. So um, looking at purchasing those in either uncertain or uncertain choice conditions. Not bad. Uh, and by the way, folks, these bills are not worth that much. Um, you shouldn't be paying more than four to five dollars per bill for them at a markup. Yeah, they're only worth about three to three fifty. I mean, at most, that's an uncertain condition. Because I mean, the thing people need to understand, especially with silver certificates, is there are years when a ton of them were printed. Yeah, they're just not they're not rare enough. Like so so here's the thing about silver certs, and it also accentuates a comment I've made before, and that is there's a difference between rare and uncommon. Yes. Okay. There actually is a very big difference. Silver certificates are uncommon, mm-hmm. but they are not rare. Yeah. Does that make sense?
1: Rare is, they don't, like my unicorn coin, is rare because of the low mintage.
0: Well, e- true. And I think what I, what I was meaning to say by that is that you don't run into them in circulation. Yeah. Now, your, your unicorn coin is totally different because it's a commemorative beast coin. What I mean is stuff that actually was put out for circulation. Yeah. Right? They are uncommon. Like the hundreds. Right, but not rare. Yes. So same thing with like a nineteen sixty four Kennedy half dollar. Yeah. You will still find them in circulation. Um, we did. Yeah. We found them twice. Yeah. We found we found one in a batch of thirty dollars $30 worth of uh um half dollar coins. So we found one. It was a little beat up, but we still found it, ninety percent silver. Well, we'll look take what
1: we it. did with the ike coins.
0: That's true. And then you also have the the um you know our, our, our voyage, so to speak, or our journey to find additional uh, silver half dollars, whether they be partial or more full silver, and we found one 1964 candy half there as well. So you can still find those. They're uncommon, but they're not rare. Yeah. Okay? Um, to, to your point with the Ike dollars, which, by the way, folks, if you go check out eBay right now, uh, you can also check it out at frugalsnobs.com. It should be listed under our eBay auctions. We are auctioning off uh, a 1974 Ike dollar along with an Eisenhower dollar coin, a presidential dollar coin. Yeah, so you can see the two versions of a dollar coin. Yep, and I would think people would pick those up, because that's pretty cool to have both of them. Yeah. Um, so to Christina's point, I mean, we picked up five Ike dollars, and we've mentioned it on the show before, in circulation at a bank. Yeah. I mean, they're not r- uncommon or rare. They're still available, but they're getting to be more uncommon. Yeah. So I would say the Kennedy half dollar, the 64 half dollar, mm-hmm. is probably more uncommon or rare than the Ike dollar would be.
1: But that was funny when the the kid, I'm going to call Didn't even him. know what
0: they were. One yeah, do you big... want these big coins, too? Sure, I'll take them, because I didn't know what they were at the time, and looked in the envelope, and poof. Yeah, it's like, sure. I didn't even open them until I got into the car. And we had two 1976 Bicentennial Ike dollars, which were kept. Those got locked away. Yes. Um, but so, that was a cool yeah. get. It was a cool get. So, again, go check out eBay, folks, for the Ike dollar, 1974 Ike dollar and Eisenhower Presidential dollar coin. Uh, They're being sold at an affordable price. It helps us out. Yes. So go pick those up. Um, Anyway, so on to more coins here. So we have our Canadian nickels coming.
1: Yes, we got 19 Hmm. total nickels. Um,
0: Times two sets. So it was 1937 to 1952, plus three commemoratives. Yes, all in the mix. Including the Tombeck nickel, which is a a partially, I think, copper-made nickel. Yes. uh, To save nickel and silver for the war effort during World War II. So... That'll be interesting. And the other... We have a couple more commemoratives, too. we will to take a look at those. But cool part about that is that that includes a 1937 yes. George V nickel. I'm sorry, George six nickel.
1: Actually, the really cool part besides that is that was his entire... Almost his entire reign. Because Elizabeth started being minted in 1953. I thought 54. No,
0: 53. Ah, gosh. Okay. So, so that's his
1: entire reign on the coin set.
0: Okay. Um, are any of them silver? Yes. They are? The older ones, yes. The 37 through 40s are silver? I think, yes. I think they're nickel, but we'll have to check. I don't don't know. I'm not sure. Because I I thought, you know, only the silver coinage was the dimes and the quarters. But we'll check. We'll check. Um, The cool thing about that, too, is that I have the 37 quarter. Yeah. I also have the 40 quarter, which also means I would have a George 637, George 640. Yeah. Which I will give you the 1940 quarter if you want it. Um, and this is to Christina Not to our general audience yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Gotta clarify Cause I was telling Christina before I'm like I have this other quarter If you would like this Canadian quarter You can have it Um, You know I know everybody says Oh coin club is a waste of time It's boring Well I mean Why not I mean if you can sell stuff At a massive profit Folks listen Okay I cannot say this enough And I get mad about it all the time Yeah you go online you look at price guides and i don't mean like these antique you know money.com or sell old currency or old currency look if the owners of these sites think i'm slandering them or libeling them i am not i want you to prove it to me this is That's, my opinion this is my opinion and only my opinion i am not slandering you i am not libeling you and if i am prove to me that i am you can certainly contact my legal counsel <laughs> um but some of these sites folks are ridiculous they are. I mean, they'll tell you that things are worth next to nothing just to get it from you. Don't ever deal with a dealer like that. Dealers will rip you off. Same with Pawn star, uh, stores. That's their Pawn Stars, Pawn Stores? <laughs> Same thing. I mean, yeah. But it is their job. And, it, and actually, Christina, you raise a good point. If you have not seen the show Pawn Stars on the History Channel, go watch it. It is not their job. To give you the best deal. To give you the best deal. It's their job to make the most profit. And they tell you that. Yeah, it's like, look, i got to sell it. It's like, look, nobody's going to walk in and buy this Elvis guitar like that. You know what I mean? Uh, maybe. <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, for that kind of... Look, look, the average American in the United States doesn't have that kind of money. Yeah. And they don't, right? So uh, that's what I'm saying. It's like, no one's going to come in and drop hundred grand on a guitar. No. Okay? Or 6000 on a jacket. Right. They don't have it. Yeah. It's not that they wouldn't, it's that they don't have it. Or if they do have it, it's all they have. We'll talk about debt here in a second. So that's actually a good point. So it's also part of our topic, finally. But, you know... It, Look at it this way, okay? Do not go to a dealer. They're going to rip you off. Exactly. And what do you think these guys running these websites are? They're dealers. That's all yeah. they are. It's like, yes, we'll buy this if it's ultra super rare and a star note. I'm like, do you really think if it's that rare, I'm just going to sell it to you? Yeah. I'm going to lock it away myself and sell it when I need to or pass it on to my family. Yeah. So, that's why those guys irritate me. They prey on very naive people. So, anyway, you know, folks, you will get opinions like that, but then you'll go online and see auctions and things like that uh, for, th- for items and, and coins and banknotes that are extremely high. Yeah. Like my elusive Canadian 50 from 1937 that's selling yes. for 150 bucks when supposedly they're only worth about 60 Yeah. Look, a person's opinion about what something is worth is it's just dip- an opinion. It's different than what the market will bear, okay? So I'm going to say this as an academic here, okay? Market forces dictate prices, not opinions. So if somebody says, it's worth $60, but if you go to eBay and it's 150 guess what it's worth? 150 Yeah. Because that's what the market bears for it. That is what's called the market clearing price for an item. God, people just don't understand, and they don't think. Anyway, I'm getting fired up, and i got to calm down. So we got the Canadian nickels coming. Yes. All right. Um, and I also have this quarter here in my yes. hand. So this is a 1929 standing Liberty quarter. Yes. Eagle on the back. Mm-hmm. Lady Liberty on the front. Flying eagle. Excuse me. The flying eagle, not the perched eagle, like yeah. you have on the Washington quarter. And then you also have uh, Lady Liberty, I guess. Yes. On the front. She's standing with a
1: shield and a... Uh... Stars on the
0: shield. Yes, you can actually see them. That's right. We'll also put this also on YouTube for all of our... Uh, subscribers, and if you haven't done so, folks, get out there and subscribe on YouTube. It actually does help. And the thing is, I, I find it weird, okay? By the way, folks, this is a 90% silver quarter. So, one, uh, I think it's 0. 0.1808 ounces of silver. See? Yes. I remember things. not value is about $3.05. Okay? So, again, that's not the numismatic value. I paid under $10 for this quarter. Yes. Over five, but under 10. So, I'm going to say. Uh, you have a 1927 standing, Liberty, yes. also. I uh, paid $7 and something change for it, right? Yeah. So you paid a little less than what I paid, um, but essentially they're worth about the same value, so you actually made more profit on yours than I did. <laughs> um, so not bad. No. Yeah. <clears throat> not bad. And uh, we did get this from uh, Jessica's Coins yes. on eBay. We'll give her a little bit of a shout-out, too. Cool, uh, cool check, good pricing. Yeah, and she's based out of Florida. Yes. So, and again... I will say this as a male, you don't really see a lot of females no. in, in numismatics much. So it's pretty cool. So, yeah. The uh, 1929 Standing Liberty Quarter. This also matches the $10 1929 banknote Yes. that we have in the collection. So that's pretty cool. I'll take it. Definitely take it. Okay, so Christina's got her notes in front of her. So, all right. So and we have some other things we're looking at in terms of coins and whatnot. Yes. But, all right, so are we done with the coins now?
1: We're on to the topic.
0: Finally? Yes. What, 25, 30 minutes into the show, man?
1: 30.
0: 30 <laughs> minutes in? She yeah. She's been talking too much. <laughs> but, you know, that's the thing about doing this show. Every couple of weeks, Christina and I were talking about it. You know, we used to do this show once a week. Oh, my gosh. And Christina was saying how just daunting it was. and I guess maybe I didn't see it, because for a long time, I was hosting the show alone. Yeah. And then Christina joined me, and, of course, our listenership went through the roof. Anyway. suck it, it got it got better it did get better because you have conversations now yes versus just running your mouth or I mean it's kind of like if you sat in college with a really boring professor and you're like will you please be quiet what can I learn from you that I can't learn from this book and why did I pay you know why am I paying a couple hundred thousand dollars when I could have bought these books for like five grand for everything yeah you know what I mean it's like what do I need you for I have these just give me the tests um but now we have conversations and they're a lot better you know what else is really good what's a lot better my chili coffee Mm.
1: Should we give people the secret behind your? Chili we should coffee?
0: give people the secret behind the chili coffee before we get into the topic. I gotta slow down; I'm talking too fast. Um, the chili coffee, what you do? Nothing. Okay, <laughs> you did something. No. Um, Just playing with my watch. Oh, I thought I thought you put something down here on the on the podcasting table. No, playing with my watch. Um, anyway, I guess you're, I'm boring you. I'm sorry. No. But the chili coffee, there's a secret. Now we've talked about the chili coffee magic before, and we've talked about how, um, you know, again, if you're Here's a good tip. Okay, so we talked about this also with Papa John's. Yes. Right? Again, pizza chain in the United States, folks. If you're not aware of Papa John's, you probably have something similar Papa Joe's or whatever. They have Papa Joe's out West. Anyway, typically when you order a pizza, you get peppuccinis Yes. Box. Along with your garlic butter and all the other junk they throw the in there. Accoutrement. The accoutrements. The accoutrements, The condiments with your pizza. Um, we've actually been taking the pepperonis. Yes. Cutting off the stem and throwing them into a French press. Whole. Whole. Right? So skin... Innards, seeds, juice, everything.
1: All I do is slice the stem off, slice it, the pepper, and throw drop it at the bottom. in. Yep. So of that a, way the juice can actually get out.
0: Of a large French press. Yeah. <clears throat> you then add your base water to the French press to heat it. Yes, with the juice in, in the water. Yes. And then you start to add your grounds, let those sit, and then you start adding your hot water. Yes. And then you do your pressing. So um, basically, we've been able to replicate the chili coffee effect that you can actually purchase chili coffee in the bag, 12 ounce bags typically ground up. In this case, all organic. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, just a basic classic roast, or just a basic store-bought roast will do it. Yeah. And uh, went to our local dollar store recently. Yes. I, I cannot stress this enough either. And I think we talked about this before, but I'll say it here. I cannot stress enough the value of a good dollar store. Uh, yes. Like a 17-ounce jar of kosher dill pickles for a dollar. That's right. And again, these are just like little, like these are like little snack foods, stuffed yeah. olives, things like that. It's like. I wouldn't buy food at a dollar store. Pickles are pickles. That's right. Pickles are pickles, people. Once they go in that brine, it's not going to matter where they came from. Um, But you did pick up for me sliced peppers. Sliced jalapenos, right? Yes. Right? So, went with jalapenos instead of the peppercini, which are different pepper types. Um, But they worked out well. You put a few slices in the bottom of the French press. Three three slices. Then added all of your stuff in order. And guys, if you don't, guys, gals, if you don't know how to French press coffee... There are plenty of YouTube videos out there of how to do it. It is not hard. No, but... He taught me. But you do... Who did? You did. Oh. Oh, so because... <laughs> all right, so hold on a second. So because things aren't hard, it's okay if I teach you things? Wow. Thanks a lot. That's not
1: what I'm saying. I'm that's saying exactly I can what learn you,
0: how to do it. But that's what you just said, though. No. That means I can... No. If I can learn, anyone can learn. Okay. Anyway. And you, know how, you don't drink coffee. No, I don't. See, you could have made that point and defended me. But anyway... <laughs> So I'm just giving Christina garbage here, so I'm just giving her grief. So, but, um, infusing the coffee with the pepper taste is not hard, right? Anyway, this is really good coffee. Um, so, ugh, let's go ahead and get into our topic.
1: It'll definitely give you a kick in the butt.
0: It does, and I'll say this in a very, (laughs) uh, family-friendly, politically correct way. You know, there's a belief that coffee helps things move along, wink-wink, so to speak, (laughs) biologically speaking yeah um this it accelerates definitely it. does uh, this definitely helps out a little bit and also actually it's good for antioxidants and things too um but chili coffee chili chili coffee okay <clears throat> so uh can't breathe so anyway folks i mean get out there check out everything we've got around the web check out social media on facebook twitter uh you can find us at uh, frugal of course Facebook.com slash Snobs, which a lot of folks do take a look at and like stuff. We really like that. That's, a, that's appreciated. And then you also have Twitter. Yeah. So you can the check twi- us out. Uh. The Twitter machine. The Twitter uh, machine. Or Twitter. T-W-I-T-T-A-H. Twitter. Yes. You can find us at frugal Stombs. Uh But also, while you're out there on surfing the web, check out YouTube, guys. Or put more and more videos up. It helps. It helps a lot. And, um... Oh, before we get into the topic, can I talk about the food review stuff a little bit? Oh, my gosh. Is so that, Dame yeah? Drops is back yes. with food reviews. But um, what caught our eye was the Conor McGregor commercial. Oh, my gosh. We talked about this yesterday because we were just out looking at Dame Drops. And, you know, every once in a while, folks, on this particular show, I've reviewed horrible food items. We had the Smokehouse Pizza from Little Caesars, the Waparito from Burger King, which I think that they took my ultra-super-secret tip of... Whopperito has as much stuff as a Whopper and it's like half the price. And they got rid of it. Yeah. The Burger King Whopperito is gone. But as I said, folks, the Whopper at least Eastern United States in our area, our local Burger King had a Whopper sandwich for $3.99. That's without cheese. And then the Whopperito was two seventy nine, two eighty nine, something like that. Yeah. It's under three dollars. But you got the same amounts of stuff that you have in a Whopper. Shoved in a burrito. Shoved into a tortilla for the burrito for the Whopperito. And it was an over a dollar cheaper. Yeah. Right? They got rid of it. They killed it. Yeah. But I've tried that. If, you, if you're curious about the Waparito, go back in time in the episode archives and check that out. Um, but uh, I've also talked about the Grand Mac, which we did watch yesterday on YouTube. Somebody ate three Grand Macs, three large fries, drank three Diet Cokes separately and timed himself and did all of that. Within, if you were to do it straight through under four minutes. Yeah. Disgusting. It was. Actually, you did it in under three minutes if you divide the time out.
1: Yeah, because it was. Minute, minute. 10,
0: 59, 56.
1: Yeah. Ugh. Yeah.
0: A little over three minutes, like 305. Yeah, it's just, I can't do it. I could never see, see myself doing that ever. That was
1: around probably 3,000 calories. And
0: you're right, it's about three minutes, five seconds altogether. But that's just disgusting. Yeah. Disgusting. Now I will say this: in one of one of the time frames, he did eat the grand mac in twenty one seconds. Yeah, I've I can challenge that. I think I could do it. But eating all that all at once. Yeah, but that's irrelevant. I'm just talking about the sandwich. <laughs> Nothing to drink. Yeah, he had the drinks. Uh, no, but, no. Again, you, you're missing my point. For you. For me, not for him. It's not about him. It's about me. <laughs> that's right. My show, your show, our show, not him. Exactly. It's for me you the american way and our listeners so i think i could eat no 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 joking i think i really could probably take down a grand mac sandwich on its own Mm -hmm. in under 21 seconds now i've considered taking this challenge considering that we can buy them here very cheap for what a buck it's a dollar if we have that coupon yeah we have a local mcdonald's coupon that we tend to use for our local mickey d's which is right at the end of our parking lot basically yeah um Again, that's one of the pluses living in a big mega city, folks. Is stuff's right there. Um, but yeah, I, I bet I could do this. I would say I could do it in 18 seconds. I can do it in 18 seconds in six bites. You think? Probably. <laughs> Knowing you. You're looking at me like, of course you can. Yeah, exactly. But I'm pretty physically fit, though. I mean, I'll, I'll say this I'm not heavy set. I have a decent build to me. I'm not real thin. I'm not heavy set. I work out. So I think physically I could handle the. The challenge of it at, uh, how many grams of protein? 40-something? 40 48. 30, 48 grams of protein? I think. 56 grams of fat? Oof. Yeah, 180, uh, it 80, has 860 800, yeah. 800 <laughs> 60 calories. Yeah. 860 calories. Sorry. There's people outside. Yes. They need to be quiet. We're trying to record an award-winning podcast here, and we can't do that when people are annoying us. And I think I know who it is, too. Ugh. Anyway. Okay. So, let's move on. I may need to make another call. We're over 30 minutes, and we still have hit the topic. Yet. 40 minutes. Forty minutes. (laughs) It's gonna be an hour show. So? Oh, speaking of which, um, just going back to it when I was talking about the chili coffee, just to finish that thought finally. Um, you know, doing a a show every other week is pretty good for us. I mean every week I think the reason why, like I said, I wasn't seeing the pain of it is I wasn't putting the show together. Yeah. Christina was. So stitching it
1: together, mixing it and cleaning it up. Yeah,
0: then having to, you know, create the podcasting, you know, pages in our feed and then uploading the the file and then linking the file and then releasing it it just and then having to make sure it made its way to all the networks it's just it just became a pain so every other week is good for us folks yes. and plus if we do it every other week we have more to talk about yeah funnier stories it's more engaging and it also makes people wait
1: yes the anticipation
0: <laughs> that's right so folks if you if you enjoy the podcast we appreciate it keep listening we checked our stats recently we're doing pretty well yeah um, and our flash briefings are getting a lot of attention yeah which is pretty cool um, but get out there, check us out on social media, follow us, DM us, tweet us, subscribe, like, post, comment, do it all. Share. That's right. Because we're sharing with you. So you share with others. Yes. Now, alright, so... We being, can make this world frugal. That's right. In true frugal fashion, let's talk about debt, finally. Yes. Alright. This show's gonna go really long. But anyway, I'm hoping I can get through debt in about 15 to 20 minutes, hopefully. Um, so, we talked about good debt versus bad debt on this show in the past... Um, I probably didn't do a very good job out of, of it myself, since I was the only person running my mouth at the time about it. So you have some notes here, Christina, and basically top five to six items on debt. I got one thing you got that we need to add. What is it? We're we'll gonna do it first. National debt. Oh, yeah. You know what? That's a good one. So here's the national. That's a good one. Thank you. Because we totally forgot to make that in our notes. That's right. Because I was complaining yesterday about <laughs> yes. it. Because I was ranting about it. Okay. So this is how these things tend to work, folks, with this show. <laughs> Usually, Christina and I will be sitting at our respective, like, command centers doing things, whether it's work-related, personal-related, or whatever. Christina is notorious for, like, going out and checking out Facebook for stupid things people say and do. So, anyway. <laughs> so, anyway it helps with your sad sad content. Is you're, the sad part is, though, you're friends with, like, half of them. It's what? true. Do I actually to talk to these idiots? No. I'm just no. saying, I'm saying you are associated in some way with these people. Anyway. Well, any. Okay, calm down. I went to high school with them. That's it. And then you left. Yeah, I was smart enough to leave. Anyway, don't don't offend people listen to our show. We, we need this. Anyway, let's, let's go ahead and talk about this. So, the national debt. Now, what did I say yesterday about the national debt? Does it matter? No. Will it ever be paid off? No. Is it some ridiculous arbitrary number that really doesn't matter that much? Yes. And, okay, so, okay, stop. So, and I say this as somebody with an education in economics. And not just, you know, a C student. I was a magna cum laude graduate in economics with an academic distinction study, okay, which was presented and defended, etc. So I know my stuff, okay? I'm telling people out there, and any economist out there, you can debate me all you want. The reality of it is, as an economist, usually for a think tank, you're not making very much. So don't sit there and say, well, I believe. I'm like, yeah, when's the last time you wrote a book that anybody actually read? That's my view. Well, I wrote an article. I'm like, yeah, what? 4,000 people read it in some academic journal nobody cares about. Yeah. Here's my opinion as an on-the-street economist. Okay? I don't have a PhD. I don't have a master's in economics. Okay? I don't. I have a bachelor's. I have a second bachelor's and a master's in business. And I can tell you, as a real person with a decent graduate education, okay, and as a real person who's been successful in my life, I've, se- I- I've made more than I've spent. Yes. Okay? That means I am at a surplus. Yes. Okay? I'm telling you that the United States national debt, that number is stupid. Yes. It Does it matter to you as an American citizen? Nope. Does it really raise your prices at all? Nope. Or is it on you to find better ways and different ways to save money and to, be, to basically live a better life? Yes. That's why we be well never pay and retail. never pay retail. That's why. And I'm sorry if we're obnoxious about it. And it has nothing to do with the national debt. That thing is ridiculous. Look, I... I understand what it's for. I understand that it's a metric and a statistical metric to help people come up with certain uh, macroeconomic figures. I get it. But most of my care is in the microeconomic field, which basically means my household. Exactly. All right? How much money did I make? How much did I spend? How much did I save? How much did I invest? And how much will I make when I quit working?
1: Exactly. The
0: moment you walk into work should be the day you start to retire. Yeah. Ugh. So the national debt, that... It's arbitrary. It's it's a It's fake, just a number. It's a fake number. It doesn't really matter because it's a, so many things go into like negating it. Yeah. Then actually considering it like a legitimate economic metric of any kind. Yeah. So that's the national debt. Thank you. Thank you for bringing that up. <laughs> now, my rant's over. Now it's our next debt item, which actually affects the individual. Student loan. You know, it's funny. Um Christina and I were talking about this a bit And your alma mater, apparently, is one of the most expensive colleges to attend in the United States. Based on how much you make after you graduate. Penn State, right? Yes. And again, folks, again, this is from a, how do I put it, a speculative poll. Yes. Okay, it's not like it's a national thing, and it's not like it's a a set of numbers that actually have authoritative uh, weight.
1: And there's a lot of factors to that.
0: Well, I mean, I think, look, okay, I think no matter... Where you go to school or what you do, it's what you do with it. Yeah. So the basically what that tells me is the average person doesn't do enough with the education they received.
1: Exactly.
0: That's for at least from the top five most expensive institutions. Yeah. Uh, like, I mean, I went to moderate schools for, for college and graduate school. And I did fine. But yeah. I also had a desire to do things with myself. It, it's all under the individual. So student loan debt, I mean, I think it should be looked at as a necessary debt or good debt yeah acceptable debt so to speak um you need to get an education to do well i mean i know people say well that's not really true that's not true for the absolute vast minority of people and you
1: know what some people are saying bring the taxes back to where they used to be and forgive
0: all the student loan debt absolutely not i say i'm sorry i gotta calm down i say no you know why you paid for college out of pocket so yeah. you didn't have debt. Yeah. I paid for as much as college as I... So why should I, everyone else get a free ride? I, I, I paid for as much of college as I could, also took debt, but paid it off. Yes. No. I am not just going to let you go and rack up all this debt and then forgive it. And then we can so, pay
1: taxes higher than... That's we-
0: right. So here's the deal. My taxes go into helping Junior pay for his education. Who has no impact on me. That's not my... It's not my kid. Yeah. Or I don't care about that. It's like, No, 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 no. If you make that decision... You sign on that line, you pay for it. Exactly. Okay? If you can't do those things, and you want to go cry and say you can't find a job, or you didn't do enough in school, you didn't study the right stuff. That's you.
1: Here's a thought. Use your tax break with the new tax incentives and tax plan that's out there. Put to it in a 529.
0: Exactly. Put it in a 529 for your kids. And by the way, here's another piece of crap. And I'm sorry, I said crap. It's a family show. I'm trying to keep my language very clean. And crap is still a clean word, but yes. it's not as clean as garbage or whatever but here's some crap all right if i want to get a phd yeah i can't have a 529 no because anything over a bachelor's degree is a luxury now so it's like oh we don't really need this but we don't want to applaud your ambition or help you get along and advance the national cause of the united states brain trust we'll penalize you for that yeah so it's a luxury you don't need to go do this no i do i have the ability and you're going to help me You just don't know you're going to help me. I'll find a way. Yes. Anyway, (laughs) anyway, so it's ridiculous. If, if you didn't save for college, you don't understand how finances work in a household. That's why I studied economics. Like you'll never see an absolutely rich economist, but you'll never see a poor one either. Yeah. Um, it, it makes logical sense. Study the right stuff. Spend as little out of debt as you can spend your own money yes because the more money you spend today it's real money today without interest yes so and you don't want to get stuck there and then of course you have people saying well i i did you hear about that girl that basically sued her parents yeah over student loan debt and her parents basically said well they basically she basically said her parents never taught her about debt
1: yeah because she spent all her money on trips
0: because she's stupid yeah It's my answer and by the way she lost her lawsuit against her parents i think yeah Good for her parents. Yes. I'd shun that kid. I'd, I'd say, look, take everything she owns. I mean, because she obviously doesn't deserve any of it. She didn't earn any of it. Yeah. Um, I, I would not be a good parent. I wouldn't be a mean parent. I would get parented the way I was parented. Yes. And basically, I was parented under the ilk of, once you turn 18, you are on your own. I am no longer legally responsible for you. You are your own individual. Act and live as if I am dead. And I'm not saying that I want my parents to be dead. What I'm saying is that you have to live in the world as if they're not there. Does that make sense? Yes. If you can't do those things, that's very unfortunate. Anyway, student loan debt. Uh, one other piece I did want to say here is consolidate your debt. I did, out of college. That way, if you have any debt left over, mm-hmm. those, those, those federal subsidized and unsubsidized private loans, you can consolidate them for a combined lower rate than what you pay individually on each. Yes. So, <clears throat> that's what I did. And if you consolidate them, make sure you just pay them off, hopefully under the, the um, payback period. Uh, obviously, sometimes you will get returns or get, a, like, a, um, a rebate.
1: And there's also a tax break on the interest paid.
0: That is true, which I did take advantage of for, for the time being that I was paying student loan debt. But I paid off all of my student loan debt for three degrees in under five years. So, it wasn't, it wasn't much. I was, I was done under 30, owned all my education, had no debt. So, what's next? Credit cards. Again, people do not understand how credit works. Credit means that's money you don't have. Yes. Very simple. You can't just go spend it like it's yours. It's not yours. Someone is basically, like, buying it for you. Yes. Does that make sense? And then you pay for it back. Um, Also, the other thing I want to say about credit card debt is there's good credit card debt and bad credit card debt. Christina and I use credit card debt purposely instead of using cash. Because we just go pay off credit cards immediately. We get yeah. points, we get cash back, we get things like that. Those incentives that you don't get when you're literally using it as if it were income.
1: And also be careful with the credit cards that you get. Watch the interest rates.
0: Yeah, what, 15 plus percent? Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: and also be careful with the, the grace
0: periods, too. And the cash advances also. Don't yes. forget those. Cash advances when you go to an ATM are usually 24 plus percent. Yes. Um, it, it it It's sad because, look... Credit is not your income. No. It's your debt worthiness value. Yes. Okay? So please do not think that because you have, let's say, between 10 credit cards, let's say $25,000 worth of credit, that's not your income. No. You don't make that. Okay? That is a credit line in the absolute dire necessity need of it. Yes. Okay? If you can pay... I mean... Again, live within your means. Don't be stupid. It's a nice way of me to say Don't be an idiot. Yeah. Don't be stupid. And then don't go and blame and yell at others because you didn't understand how basic debt management works. Yes. I have no mercy for that. And I don't. And if I were a certified financial planner and credit assessor, I'd so rate that up. Like, hey, look, dude, you came to me. (laughs) Okay. Um, That's not my fault. Uh, Next. What's next? Mortgage. (laughs) Same thing with mortgages. We talked about this before. I think... <clears throat> Excuse me. Now that banks and mortgage companies are making folks put down like twenty plus percent, yeah, as down payments, that's that's a good thing. Yes, this no money down thing, and you know, a pizza delivery guy for like a Pizza Hut can own like a million dollar house. It's, that that stuff's gone. It's gone. It's stupid. It's ridiculous. You know, if you're upside down in your property, I mean, my my advice on it would be, and this is when you buy anything, a car. We also have auto debt here. Yeah, um, next car, a house. We'll combine the two. You buy anything, make sure you can put down about half on it.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm going to say, well, a house is a half a million dollars, and I don't have a quarter million dollars. I'm like... Then save. Then, then save, and you should not own a home. And I know everybody says, well, home ownership is like the right of every American. No, it, no, it isn't. No, it's not. No, it's not. No, it's not. In reality, in reality, when you pay a mortgage or an auto loan, you don't own the thing that you think you do. Yeah. I own my house. I'm like, no, you don't. You pay a mortgage. Well, I own my house. No, you don't. The The bank. bank owns your house until you pay it back. Your first payment only pays for the doorknob. Pretty much, yeah. (laughs) It's like, it's like, I own my house. I'm like, no, you actually don't. A creditor owns your house. That's why you make payments. It's your rent to the creditor. Actually, this is a very good point I want to make really quick. If you pay for anything, you don't you don't own it. I don't care if it's a car, a house, credit cards, nothing. Literally, if you don't, if you make payments every month. You do not own it. You do not own it. You subscribe to it. Yes. Okay? Think of a loan as a subscription to debt. Yes. You pay the subscription off. Yes. Basically over a term. Okay? People just don't, they just don't get it. And it's actually annoying. Like, I get real pumped up about this. Because it's like, why do you do that? Because, I mean, for those of us out there that actually are responsible. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, and we have investment debt too, which I'll get to in a second. It, it it causes problems for other people.
1: And also, when you have debt, you're actually overpaying for things. Of
0: course you are. Of course you are, because of interest. Exactly. No one's out to help you. It's like a bank. Banks not to help you. You know, when you go to a loan officer at a bank, they're not have to help you. They're out to make profit and, and income for the bank and stay away from payday loans and, and
1: cash advances and... yes
0: and buy here bait buy here pay here car lots yes uh check cashing places they charge an uh, arm and a leg, just like to... cash advances and, or uh, cash america and stuff like that they yes. absolutely do um you know quite frankly same thing with pawn shops also you talked about pawn shops yeah. earlier you pawn something for a loan for a loan i mean it, look folks if you've ever again watched pawn stars the show on the history channel not a sponsor none of that stuff but it's a good metric and it's a good reference. When people go into actually pawn versus sell things, literally, they're going to get a, this is worth, I'm going to I'm going to lend you the $2,000, whatever it is they need, right? Yeah. It's like, I'll lend you the 2000 my interest rate is 25% and the payback period 90 days. Yeah. Listen to that term. Yeah. Listen to that. I'm going to lend you $2,000. The payback period on $2,000 over 90 days is 500 bucks. Yeah. At 25%. That is an astronomical interest rate.
1: Uh, yeah. Break that down per week. It's disgusting. And
0: by the way, you notice those pawn dudes are not friendly. No. If you don't come get your crap, I'm gonna sell it. Yes. Okay. Then I don't want. Basically, they don't want your crap. No. They don't. They want you to come pick it up. Cause they're gonna make a bunch of money off of you no matter what.
1: Yeah. Cause like that one guy. They're with loan the painting. sharks.
0: That's what. That's a lot of them are. They're loan sharks. Yeah. That's all it is. Yeah. It's loan sharking at twenty five percent. 90 days? Yeah. 90 days is ridiculous. It's like, you owe me this, I'm going to lend you this, the payback is this. And it's like, dude, you're going to pay a 25% interest rate on the total principal amount, not a portion, the principal amount of a quarter. You'll do it for 10. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've, I've done small microloans. Typically, my rates are between 5 and 10%. And I'm not friendly. You don't pay me, you don't run on me. I'll also tell people that if you need a microloan, I'll talk to you about it. And I'm not trying to pump business here, but I don't lend more than than a minimum of $3,000. Do you know why? That is the minimum legally allowed in most states for small claims court. You run on me, I will get you in court. And I know people are going to say, well, you know, $3,000 will cost you more in legal costs. No, it won't because I will win.
1: And then you pay everything.
0: That's right. And I know I'll win. on top of the money you owe. That's right. So I know that I can win those cases. So it's not an issue of, oh, $3,000, it's better for you to lose it. No, it's not. That's also why I don't lend under a certain amount. Got to get you in court. Yeah. Anyway, you know, pay me or I'm coming for you. Yeah. All right. And I've had to deal with that before. I had somebody who was a couple, you know, about a month late on a payment on, on paying me a full amount. And I was like, dude, I don't want to be a jerk, but you said you'd pay me like a month ago. And then they got all upset and finally paid me all the money they owed me. And I'm like, don't be mad at me. You're the one who agreed to it. And you broke the terms of your signed promissory note. Sorry. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah. So, where's my money? Where's my money? You know what's going to happen to you? Where's my money? <clears throat> you, don't, All right.
1: you don't need to pull Stewie Griffin.
0: That's right. Where's my money, man? Go check out the YouTube video, folks. It's hilarious. Brian Griffin, Stewie Griffin, where's my money? All right, so investment debt. I think it's our last Yes. of my debt. We're that's over that's at... general, which we've kind of peppered in throughout the. We're over like an hour on this thing. Not quite. Oh, okay, so we're going to be close to an hour. Yes. Well, where are we right now? 58 minutes. Woo! Okay, so it'll be over an hour. Um, so, investment debt. Um, this is actually what caused part of the problems that led to the Great Depression, so I don't want to give everybody a history lesson, and I am talking fast to get us over an hour and get us out of here. Um. Hope we informed you with. I hope so. I got fired up through a lot of this, yes. though. And I also remember my mouth a lot. It's but, It's. Well, it upsets me. It upsets me that people don't understand simple concepts. Especially the tax. <laughs> say, oh, are you serious? That's, that's really what they did that say, take the taxes yeah. where they used to be, and that way they can forgive all student loan debt? Yeah. No. I paid off my debt.
1: I almost replied to that and
0: said that. And I'm going to say this. If that were to have happened, I will offshore every nickel, every dime, every penny. I will offshore everything, and the United States Treasury will have to cover it. No. I am not giving more money to the tax system just so I can help other people's irresponsible children... Who aren't going to do anything with themselves. Who aren't going to do anything with the education they got anyway. Most of them don't. Let's be honest. Only about 30% of college graduates do a decent amount with themselves. And that is true. Okay? What you also notice with college, before we get into investment debt, colleges never guarantee you a thing. Nope. They do not. The only thing they guarantee is they're going to charge you an arm and a leg. Colleges do not guarantee a job. They don't guarantee success. They don't guarantee career placement. They just do the job. Of following a syllabus from the state board of education, and then certifying your degree when that you've completed a course of education. Yes. They do not qualify you for something. They do not certify you in anything. Nope. They simply give you a potential. Yes. To do something. There is no entitlement. Ugh. Okay. Anyway, I gotta calm down. I'm getting a headache. Um. So investment investment debt. So this is what led to the Great Depression. Uh, I shouldn't say it's the only thing, but it is a factor that led to the Great Depression. Um, folks purchased investments on things called margins. Okay, Margin purchasing means you buy on debt, you buy on credit. So, for example, uh, when I tend to buy stock with the investment house that I use, the brokerage firm, uh, typically when I buy stock, I'll buy small blocks of stock or even larger blocks of stock. And usually when you buy it, I pay cash only. If that stock is $100 a share... I bought five shares, plus the commission for the transaction fee. You know, here's your 508 bucks, flat out. Not the, oh, yeah, uh, uh, I'll give you 100 bucks now, and uh, uh, you'll, you'll, you'll give me the shares, right? So uh, y- if it drives below a certain price, you're going to call me and ask me for more money, right? So I-, I own stock, right? No. No. Do not buy on margin. If you can't afford to pay for it, don't, get don't it. buy it. Because that's what happens. If the, if the stock market drops significantly and the, your your share price drops below a certain point at the purchase point of your your stock or whatever your investment you know, instrument is, you're going to get a phone call from a brokerage firm that yes. says, you owe us money. Oh, well, I paid you. Uh, so I did. I more? paid. It's like, uh, no. The stock was worth this much when you bought it. You paid us 20%. Where's my money? Yeah. And they're going to call that in. And that's what happens with the Great Depression. People bought a ton of stock on margin. Let's say you had $200,000 and you bought a million dollars in stock. Well, guess what happens? The bank comes and takes the rest of the money when the market crashes because they want to be paid. Yeah. They gave you a million dollars to buy stock of which you paid them $200,000 or whatever to buy it. That's $800,000 of stock debt. Yeah. Yeah. The market goes below a certain point and they're fine. And banks and, 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 and I shouldn't say just banks. But brokerage houses and investment firms are fine with that as long as the market's doing well. They get the money back when you sell it. They take their cut, you get what's left. Yes. Same thing. But when the market crashes and then the then your stock goes below a certain point where the bank can no longer make money, and they lose money on the money they lent you, they need to get paid. Yes. So, again, people lost fortunes because basically everything was liquidated. Banks closed. Uh, things were repossessed. Money was worthless. And last point on money before we get out of here. Remember that when with, with money, there, there, there used to be a gold standard in, in this country. Okay, The Bretton Woods Standard is actually what took the United States off of the gold standard in the 1940s. See? Mm-hmm. Again, economics education. I paid attention in school like most people don't do. Bretton Woods standard actually took us off of the gold standard, which basically means that U.S. currency is no longer backed by gold in Fort Knox or other reserves. What that means is that your money is basically um, valued based on your confidence in the money. Other than the confidence in the money, there is no backing for the currency that is printed in the United States whatsoever. Now, Christina, you said this is not about talking about the car, but it's called fiat confidence. Yes. Which basically means, it's a fancy term of saying, belief in the value of something. But your physical dollars have absolutely no value beyond the physical cloth or paper or materials that went into printing it. Yes. It is the belief of others that it is a medium of exchange that gives it value. Yes. Again, money has three functions. Unit of account, medium of exchange... Store value. How much of it you got? What is it worth? And how do I save it? Very simple. All right, let's go and get out of here. Yes. Woo. Got fired up this week. <laughs> Hope everybody really enjoyed episode one hundred and nineteen. Hope you learned something. On the Frickle Snops podcast again. Uh, stick around for the Guinness Nitro review. I need to. T- I need to have one just to calm down a little bit um almost time we got 17 minutes excellent it's almost (laughs) drinking time um anyway folks uh, stick around for that review i hope everybody enjoyed the episode uh make sure you of course check us out on uh, all the social media platforms as well as on youtube subscribe while you're there helps us out and again like share comment post all that good stuff and rate and review so be well never pay retail take care of yourself and each other Hey, everybody, this is Justin from FrugalSnobs.com. What you just heard was the crack of a Guinness Nitro. Now, this will actually be going on YouTube, but I wanted to add an extra audio to an episode of the podcast, episode 119 of the podcast. So if you're checking this out on YouTube, when it does make its way to YouTube, check out episode 119 of FrugalSense podcast as well. But if you're checking this out as an extra to the podcast this is the guinness nitro as i mentioned before Christina's let me say hello hello so christina is actually performing the pouring services here so what you heard from the crack of this can it's 11.2 ounces what you heard was a bit of a co2 uh how do i put it, hiss to this particular brew it's very similar to the hiss you would hear when you open a standard guinness stout um again i've never tried any other beers from guinness other than harp which is pretty good it's the lighter lager style beer uh, this particular brew is considered an IPA, I believe, 5.8% ABV, 9 grams of carbs, 153 total calories, and 2 grams of protein, yep. which is interesting here. So I'll go ahead and take this beer. And I'm actually enjoying this in the Sam Adams Perfect Pint. Go out there and pick up this glass if you haven't done so already, folks. You can find it online. It retails between $10 and $14. Uh, we picked up these particular glasses at a brewery spotlight or a Brewer spotlight at our local Total Wine & More in Alexandria, Virginia. So, this particular brew, just taking a look at it in the light. It is dark. It is dark. It actually has a dark hue to it. Almost a a medium to a darker amber. I guess kind of a hazy look to it. I've heard reviews um, from Beer Advocate and others that said this particular brew was watery or light. I don't think so. So, i a quick smell. does have those hints of citrus to it. You do smell some of the hoppiness in it. Nice little head on this thing. So, I'm going to take a quick sip.
1: And then also, whenever I pour it, you can actually see... The actual carbonation that was infused in it whenever you poured it. Bubbles up
0: from underneath. Very similar to, again, a stout. This is actually pretty good, folks. I just took a sip. Um, Not bad. You do taste the bitterness of a stout in there. 44 IBUs, I should also mention. You definitely taste every one of those IBUs. Similar to a stout. Has a bit of a citrus taste. It's kind of like, um, not really to liken it to a Shock Top IPA, which is a citrus-based IPA that is produced by Shock Top uh, that does have a slice of orange uh, typically served in the glass or on the side. This is pretty good. It's almost as if you were to mix a Guinness stout with citrus in an IPA. I actually like this brew. I've, I've seen reviews, and Christine and I were talking this morning, of anywhere between a 1.6 out of 5 and a 2.6 or so. Maybe up to a 3, 2.9 maybe out of 5. I'd probably give us on the snob scale, folks, on a snob rating. I'd probably give it a 4 out of 5 just for drinkability. I'd probably enjoy it as a standalone. Don't dilute this with any food or anything else very smooth very drinkable it is the guinness nitro ipa check it out also check out all the other videos on youtube and also of course check out the frugal snobs podcast you can find it more at frugal and again while you're on youtube if you are checking this out on youtube make sure you subscribe it helps us out so until we speak again folks be well never pay retail and enjoy responsibly